0: Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And him, probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get out of the casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Neds profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Neds profile is great, mate. Um, you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a coupler, that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value. But uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff Mm -hmm. with the good people at Nets. Mm -hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's do this. (laughs) Just before you hit record. I snuck in a little burp. I thought I heard something. (laughs) I'm getting a reputation, drifters, for being a serial burper. Just a serial piggy. Oink, oink over there. Yeah, serial piggy. I was going to say not serial burpees based on my bloody flub of guts from the last few weekends down in Sydney. Hey, hey, don't be so hard on yourself there, man. Oh, man, if I'm not, who isn't? You've got to hold yourself to a high standard when you're putting out content for the drifters. They want us to be at our peak fitness so we have mental clarity. Yeah, mental clarity so we can pick winners for you. Speaking of picking winners, mate, Ooh. did you find a few at Randwick on the weekend? Uh, a few and far between. <laughs> um, if anyone was tuning in to our Neds content, I had a bit of an analogy on there. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Neds, one of the great betting platforms of all time. Probably the best. The best. Easily. Um And, yeah, you know, we were in there filming some content, taking it to the Nets level, you know, all the natural stuff. Things we do. Yeah. Yeah. And my analogy was, you know, top of mind, I play golf on the weekend and the Masters. Sure. Sure. It was like a round of golf for me. Had one or two winners earlier in the day that kept me interested. Mazu, Paris Hey, Mazu... I think he's a big friend of the podcast now, Mazoo. Yeah. He's 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 up in the upper Echelon. He's right up there with uh, Lions Raw. Yes. Um, uh, Shiraz Salino 100%. as as a great friend of the podcast. So we salute you, Mazoo, Most profitable friend. He'd be right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First friend to run the Everest. We think so. Yeah. So it's a pleasure. We might get him on. Yeah, uh, we might get him on Marzu, and a really even temperament now, Marzu. Yeah, after the ultimate gear change, no nuts required. Yeah, who needs nuts to win the Arrowfield Sprint? No one. Um, well, he doesn't. Um, and then, yeah, it all went to shit. Out of after carnage, it. it was carnage, mate. What was it? Eight dollars for night's Order. Yeah, and thirty bucks the rest. Essentially, we're talking twos <laughs> or threes or fours as the first digit. With another digit following on, yes, as it's- the odds for the horses that were winning, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, first cab off the rank was uh, Gypsy Goddess getting pipped by I'm pipped. it was. It was a comfortable win for El Patronus. It was um, followed up by Knights Order in the Sydney Cup. Night's Order was was that afterwards? Was that yeah? That oh. was first leg of the quad. <laughs> it's just all a blur. I know it was the first leg of the Quaddy because we took two out in that horse field of like nineteen. <laughs> to be honest, I would have, I probably would have gone one out if I had it. I would have gone Shiraz. No, nah, I. Why? Well, I, look at the tape. Listen to the audio. I said there was five winning chances, and they ran the Quinella, and then nothing. None of them were running yeah, on. Yeah, so, yeah. but Knights Order was one of them. <laughs> yeah, um, and he just loves the quick backup in thirty two hundred. He, he does. He, he, he equaled his peak performance. But he's not the story on this podcast. The story is Shiraz, mate. Take us inside the inner sanctum. Mate. Uh, so, yeah, drifters, uh, I'm sure you're aware from my antics on social media on Saturday. Oh, I was down in Sydney for day two of the championships with Craig Sneasby, uh, owner of Shiraz. Like you said, in the inner sanctum. I was in the chairman's club, drifters. <laughs> I'm a high roller now. <laughs> I don't think I could go to the races ever again and sit in members with you plebs. <laughs> For me from now on, we're talking lobster, caviar, oysters, table service, free piss. might <laughs> I Sheesh. That's the sort of life I'm living now. Now, in all honesty, it was unreal. It was an unreal experience. Uh, so shout out to C Sneasby racing. um, the big fella ran outstanding. He, he ran outstanding, Shiraz, and, and I was confident he would. Um, and so was Craig. And yeah, he, he ran out of his skin. Uh, shout out to Willow, gave him a sweet ride, gave him every single chance. He was just outstayed, hundred percent outstayed. And tell you what, if the truck was playing a bit fairer, he has a. I reckon he has a chance. I think, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. If you look back at the replay, if you press the button, maybe two hundred meters earlier. But you yeah. just, you, know, you never know you what never could know. have been. Yeah. Um, but it, mate, Ramwick's fantastic. Um, the new wing stand is unreal. It was awesome going into the stables, checking out all these superstars of our favourite sport, uh, the mounting yard, e- everything, the whole setup. You got some advice from one of the stable hands, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the stable representatives in the first. Oh. Huh. <laughs> said that Williamsburg wouldn't win the first race. And I was like, well, that's just reaffirmed my bet on MoCo. And Williamsburg comes out and blows it away. Blows MoCo away. I picked five seconds on the weekend drifters. Which was good going. I five think. seconds, mate. Just, I think that goes to show you back horses that are in the top two or three. Because I did a bit of analysis on the weekend racing. And mm. I think entering the straight of The 10 races, I think seven of the winners were in the top two entering the straight at the 400. Yeah, yeah. So you had to be on pace, and we saw that of all the races in the Queen Elizabeth where and think it over, you know, look, it was the race of the millennium, but not for the story that we thought it would be. No. What a ride by Nash. Unbelievable. Gobsmacked. Um yeah, being trackside and not watching it on a, a TV screen, I'm not sure if it um, would have looked different. I actually haven't gone back and watched the replay because I'm so devastated at Zaki for a second. But um, watching it live when he pulled out, I was like, oh, he, he's done something. That's a shame, but I'm counting my chips because I got a small fortune on Zaki. Mate, what a ride. Took, it took a ride like that to win a race like that. Yeah, 100%. And you can do do that on a $40 pop. You can't do that on a $6 second favorite in Zaki. Because like, yeah. you could have egg on your face. But Nash trotted thinking, uh, other horses up during the card. And he's like, it's <laughs> a firm ground here mm. from about the two or three hundred. So credit to him. And although he went wide- the helicopter vision, he might have lost like a length. He didn't lose that much ground, which was unbelievable. Yeah, incredible. Uh, it's like he—it's um, like if you've played the game, Drifters, <laughs> you, see, you can see the finish line when you're playing Mario Kart. <laughs> it's so close. It's like, yeah, I'm sitting pretty. And it's like you're getting nuked by a blue shell <laughs> and you lose your uh, first position or alternatively something's coming from the back. And they've got the star and they're going. That was thinking over on the outside coming past Zaki. Yeah. What can you say? Well done, Nash. You got the, what's it called? The star? Star. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a 64 kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, but. Or one of those like mushroom boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Colette, disappointing in the Queen of the oh, Turf. She's God. been retired. Oh, has she? She's been retired. I haven't seen that. Um, Highest ever earner in Australia for Godolphin, Colette? Well, Golden Eagle will do that. Yeah. Uh, wow. I did not know any of that, so that's interesting. And, you know, she's had a few jockeys throw a leg over. Yeah. Yep. She's She's been through a lot. Uh, 11, 11 from memory. 11. Been uh, right up there with one of the most used... Horses in Australia right? Used and abused, Colette um, Oh, she Look, I wouldn't say she was one of mine But I, I liked Colette a lot I found her once and once only And that's all I needed Yeah, so did I that day um, yeah. That's all, the golden eagle. all I needed Bit of a golden eagle specialist You are, Dan Hutchin Yeah, two from three mm. uh, And then the other one Who I backed at 100 to one Finished last So <laughs> well, there you go All right so there was a lot of roughies last weekend. There was. Now, I'm looking through the form guide here. There's a lot of shorties this week. A lot of shorties. There's a lot of shorties I like. A little, little something, something. We might actually play a game later. Back or sack. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. But before we get into that, should we get into Drifter of the Week this week? Let's call the Drifter of the Week. And a quick preface for this one, uh, Drifters. Young Michael Jones, the youngest of the Jones clan, is uh, going to be the Drifter of the Week. Uh, tonight, Not a big horse racing guy. He, know, he knows a little bit. He's only a 19-year-old man. So, he's, he's, you know, he's fine his feet. Cut him some slack.
1: Hey, Drifters.
0: Oh, here he is. Mick Jones on the <laughs> podcast, Drifters. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good, thanks.
0: That's good. Uh, Got Hutcher here as well. G'day, Mick Jr. How you going, bro? Yeah,
1: good, thanks. Ready for a big weekend.
0: Yeah, ready for a very <laughs> big weekend. So... <laughs> Drifter of the week, Michael Jones, another one of the Jones clan making an appearance on the podcast. Now, I was just saying, Mick, and correct me if I'm wrong. You, you, you're sort of new to the horse racing game. You're only a 19 year old fella, so you're still learning your, your, your way around it, which is completely fine. But there is one thing that you certainly know your way around, and that's NRL fantasy tipping. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want oh, to tell us? Do you want to tell us about? Uh, the podcast, and just a, give the Drifters a little synopsis or a snapshot of how you guys are travelling at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it's called All Out NRL Fantasy. Um, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, we have an instant TikTok page. Um, we sort of just made it like sort of a pith but we didn't have like the biggest expectations and after five rounds, we're coming first out of like 160,000 people. So, so let's
0: repeat that so it's crystal clear for all the drifters out there. You've got a fantasy podcast and you're this is the first season that you've done it and you've got an Instagram page of approximately about 2,000 followers, which is all out NRL fantasy. And you guys are coming yeah. first out of 160,000 people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, basically, we really clutched up there. <laughs> yeah, um, big clutch. I, I think on Sunday we got like 200 odd followers. Sheesh. we got like we got like people in the dams asking advice. And we're like, give them advice. They say, oh, don't know about that. And we're like, well, yeah, well, gonna- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to. we're literally coming first. So, so you take the advice or you leave it, you dickhead. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so unbelievable stuff, Mick. Uh, definitely check the guys out. All out NRL fantasy. I think one of your mates, was it Cooper, was all over Fireburn in, in the slipper as well. So the boys know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. definitely specialists. Definitely know more about horse racing than me. Oh,
0: that's fine, mate. That's fine. So this weekend, Mick, we have a couple of group ones featuring the first one is featuring uh, Fireburn, race four Ramwick. Are you with the favourite?
1: Yeah, look. One dollar fifty it's hard to go past. I think uh she's extreme will go close, but it's hard to go past five and yeah, I think it'll win. Yep.
0: Fair yeah. enough. Multi bait in our opinion. Yeah, absolutely. What about the all those <laughs> stakes in race eight there, mate? It's this is a bit more challenging, I think.
1: Yeah, this one took me a while. Um I've gone for number five, Ellsberg. Um shorter distance from uh, its last run at 1,400 metres. Uh, I think maybe 1,600 was a bit too far. And uh, hopefully the surface is improved, which I don't know about Sydney, but I think it's looking better this weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it'll run well. $13 on Neds. So I'll enjoy.
0: Yeah, 13 bucks with Neds. That's a great shout. Ellsberg will definitely give it a side. It'll be up in the first three or four, you'd think, for, for most of the run. Um, so Ellsberg in the All-Age Stakes, and what's your best of the day? Where is it?
1: Um, I got one amount of confidence in and then one a bit of a piss take. <laughs> um, race seven at Caulfield. Yep. Um, number 15, Pancho. Yep. $17 at Meds, and uh, my favourite jockey, the ghost, Brett Treble, <laughs> on board. Uh, the other day I was calling him Brent. Pebbles, Red Pebble, Brad <laughs> Pebble. <laughs> um, it's coming off the second and the fourth, and can't see it losing.
0: Can't see it loses. That's that, that's your best of the day at seventeen bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the other one, Eagle Farm Race Nine. The horse is called Brad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <six or> <laughs>
1: So Eagle Farm, which race? Race nine, uh, sixty seven dollars at Ned. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came first six months ago at the car, so. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Look, <laughs> drifters. I think that's the best speculative bet we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Everyone launched, especially you, Brad Weston. <laughs> I could only imagine so I could only imagine why you think that's a bit of a piss take, Mick, but um look. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on uh that's a laugh um yeah, and um yeah check out all out fantasy uh, all that nrl fantasy uh instagram wherever you get your podcasts the boys know what they're doing clearly uh so well done mate thanks for coming on Right, all right see you mick thanks mate
1: oh far out
0: mate your siblings never failed to disappoint on this podcast <laughs> Oh mate, he's a cracker, that's for sure. Race nine, number one, the top weight. Brad. (laughs) Brad. So Brad Weston's been on this podcast. Oh, plenty of times. Great friend of the podcast. Great, great friend of ours. Yes. Um but Brad is not short of an opinion. Mm. And you know, people people like to take a dig at Brad every now and then. Oh yeah, but sure. But it is just Water off a duck's back, absolutely. And he can dish it out too, Brad. He's got some very, um, he's got some very strong opinions, so, like you said. He is, he is an enigma. But sixty-seven dollars, gee whiz, mate! Your brothers only tip roughies. What well, is going on? Well, like that, like Mackenzie said last time he was on. If if it wins, I look like a genius. If it loses, there's absolutely no expectations whatsoever. It's a good way of looking at it. It is so. I'm just re-looking really at – so he's going the Easter Cup race seven, which is the feature at um at Caulfield, number 15 Pancho. Look. I back Pancho a fair few times, not going to yeah. lie. 100%. Oh, okay. I just ha- need to take a moment to get over that. That was very <laughs> funny. Um, Group one racing concludes for the Autumn Carnival in Sydney this weekend at Ramwick. It does. Now, we touched on this with our good friends at Ned's as well. Mm-hmm it's going to be up on all social platforms, we hope. Yes. Because we filmed a couple of things, you know. But let's say, you know, we're looking at a potential triple crown this weekend with Fireburn, which has not been done since Piero in 2012. And he was a star. He was. I think she's a star. I think she gets the JD. I'm with you, Hutch. I think she gets the JD. And I do think she's a potential Superstar uh, in the making fireburn. She's already done enough, you could say. Bloody oath. Winning a slipper. And then backs it up with another G one, breaking the slipper curse, might I add. Yeah. Jeez. Gary Portelli was bullish during the week. My God. Apparently this is the best she's ever looked, and she's not only that, but she's filling out in her hind quarter. Now I don't really know what that <laughs> looks like, looks like what it means, but I think it's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a good thing as well. Just she's getting that booty, you know. Yeah. The only concern for me is we saw a, a huge track bias last weekend yeah. in, in Randwick. She'll be back, but so will most of these things. And she's got a superior turn of it's foot. It's a six-horse field. Yeah. Well, she's going to be seen at two or maximum three lengths. I think she's extremely lead this. Yep. And if she's four lengths ahead with- I don't know, 400 meters to go. It's not enough. No. It's not no, enough for Fireburn. I, I don't think so. Um, I think she's just a star. Um, Found by you at a big price in the slipper. Hey, not if just. If you had. Yeah. Hey. Not just a pretty face. Hey, big brains on this podcast. Huge brains. Um, if you had the foresight then to chuck a speck on her in this race, I wonder what she would have paid. It uh, would have been nice to go before that race. Just go, on, I might do that every year from now on. You just have a bit of a speck in Just go for the triple crown. If I, you know, why not? Just well, all up, bang. So, who was before uh, Piero? Who was the last to do it before Piero? Uh, we did say, see this, but I forget its name, but it was around 2004. So, it's so. happening roughly every 10 years, let's say. Yeah. yeah. So, if you do it every 10 years, drifters, might pay off. Oy. But, yeah, so she'd be the third this millennium, seventh of all time. So it's pretty damn rare. Incredible. Incredible. Um, oh, I think she's a super exciting filly, mate. And, um, yeah, I thought she was breathtaking in the slipper and, and backed it up off a slow pace in, in the size. Yeah, she's she's an out-and-out out, yeah. um, star two-year-old, mate. Yeah. And she – So I'm with her. Same. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. And, look, she's extreme. She's not one of ours. We're firmly in camp fire burn. I, I cannot believe <laughs> – people who were still in She's Extremes camp last start, let alone this start. She's $3.90. I know. That's unbelievable. I know. She should be eight or nine bucks. Mate, do you want me to take that soapbox off you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What I've just seen in the odds right now is Josh Parr riding a 300-to-1 pop in a six-horse field. I reckon Ooh. chuck that in your SRM to run top four maybe. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. All right. So we have one that's fairly straightforward, right? Yep. But the all-age stakes took me a little bit longer. To be honest, probably still trying to figure it out. 1,400 metres, way for age, group one, all-age stakes. Virtually three favourites in this race, top weight, Moanga, Then you also have Forbidden Love who – Oh, I think "fails" probably a tough word, but you know, under expectations, didn't see out a mile, didn't didn't see out out of mile. Uh, in the Donny draws wide here, and then you have the three-year-old in the Congo, mate. Please talk to it. Oh, yeah, look, I-, I thought it was a bit of a tougher race to dissect. Uh, If I'm looking at this race, I'm seeing the three sort of equal favourites, number one, Mwanga, number eight, Forbidden Love, number 14, In the Congo, and I'm thinking, okay, will one of these horses win this race? I think so. Mm. So that was my initial train of thought. I've been a huge fan of Forbidden Love this prep, evidently naming her my best bet of the day on Donny Day where she ran a good solid fourth. I think she was really hard done buying that race, mate. If you, if you re-watch that, mate, she she got clipped. She got, you know, oh, you definitely should have won. Nah, she got beaten and <laughs> square. Uh, um, so she's definitely been one of mine in this prep. Uh, concern for her, she's been up for such a long time. Seventh run of the prep. Seventh run of the prep. Started with running second to overpass over, what, 1,100 metres or 1,200 metres? Yeah. Um, and then obviously has a Doncaster over 1,600 metres last start. Wins two group ones and a group two during that period. Fantastic mare. Drawing track as well. Yeah. so Bit of a concern. Soft. Look, I think it's still be in the soft range. Yeah. I've, I've done the form for about soft six. Soft six and she's drawn the car park. I'm not a massive barriers guy. Like I don't get overly spooked by bad barriers, but if you look inside of her, there's, there's a stack of speed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm worried about where she sits in the run. So that, that's that's the reason why I don't have her on top. Yeah. Uh, I look at Mwanga, and he's fresh into this. Uh, he had a temperature setback. setback. He had a setback. He'll get back a little bit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wary that there's going to be a bit of a track bias again uh, in ranwick and you want to be up on pace, and I'm not sure if Mwanga will be up on pace, but I do admit it wouldn't surprise to see him win this race. Loves this distance, and I think he's got a bit of class about him. Yeah. So um, – but that's those two, and then in the Congo, I thought he was awesome. First up in the galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, carrying above weight for age. Yep, um, could have won that race, I think. And then you see him last week in the Arafield behind our guy Marzu. He's never going to beat Marzu <laughs> over twelve hundred meters. <laughs> never. <laughs> so <laughs> he gets he gets third up here. Last time he was third up, over fourteen hundred meters. Mm. He won a golden rose against my boy Mo. Goddamn. He's been aimed at this, he's peaking for this in the Congo. He's gonna be leading this race. Mm. Mate, the rail's out bloody eight meters and then metres. and then it's out five from bloody sixteen some from six hundred to the finish line. You wanna be up on pace, mate, and the Congo's gonna be there. We said this afternoon. Ned's did a little recording for them. The last ten winners, four of them have been three-year-olds in the Congo. For me, sorry for just talking for about five minutes. Sorry, mate, mate. That's, that's that's my little download of information uh, from my brain onto this podcast. Nope. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking big brain energy. So in a lot of this, this podcast. Hey, yep. we're smart. Hey, listen, listen. And I'll get something a bit more funky, a bit more alternative, you know. I was looking at this field, 1,400-meter horses. Myonga's run in a Cox Plate. Don't think it's necessarily his distance, but I think he's probably more of a miler. Yep. Uh, Cascadian, I've seen a lot of specking for him during the week. Doesn't win, and he's, no. a, he's a miler, elite miler. Flash is home for a very good fifth. Yeah, Cascadian. You know, I thought he was quite good in the Doncaster, but at the end of the day, he still finished ninth. Um, and he, you know, he's barrier one's not his barrier. I don't think. I think the horse well over the odds in this field is Colding. Yeah, he, sixty-seven dollars. He won this race last year. We were both on him. He had a really good deck there, though. Jeez, like I. F- Still, if it gets to that good range, holy smokes, he will not start that price. So, no, if you he won't. like him, you can have a spec. Mate, the 1,400 metre specialist is in this field, Tefane. Yeah, she is. You know, she's not a miler and she's still stuck on okay in the All-Star Mile and that All-Star Mile <sighs> race- The form. The form out of it has been superb. Before that, in the futurity, she had every chance. She and did. Sierra Sue, who you're getting a price about her as well, which I can't really believe. You could probably back both of them at ten and sixteen dollars with Ned's. But I like the break between runs here for Tafane. I think she's low flying. I'm happy to be on board. Mark Zara gets back on. Why not give it a spec. Yeah. She usually, she, as she's got older, she likes to sit on pace. So I think she'll be out of trouble just forward to midfield, and she does have that solid turn of foot which can get her to win this race. Yeah. Well, I do admit Tefane's in with a, a great shout, mate, and, you know, she goes out – she could go out a winner to the breeding bar. Is yeah. her last race, Tafana, so it would be nice to see her win. Yeah. Did think very, very long and hard about Sierra Sue. Uh, Barry Six is a dream draw for them, and Johnny Allen is flying too, so. <laughs> he is. Um, did you give any thought to – our last start, Group 1 winner, Nimalee, um, or Shout the Bar, who blew him away at Mooney Valley? Yeah, Shout the Bar needs it rock hard, which I don't think it will be here. still be some residual wetness. That's why I was also considering Hungry Heart, mm. but I'm waiting. There might be a race in her for her in Brisbane at Group 2 level or something on a nice hard deck at Eagle Farm. I think she'll be mightily hard to beat there. Didn't ask me about her, but Nimalee. <laughs> I don't know. I just, her form's solid, but I'm kind of just putting a line through all of that form last weekend. That was a bizarre day last weekend. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm not going to be with her at all. I I think that was a bit of an anomaly. An anomaly for Nimalee. Oh, let's end it there. Um, All right. So let's go through from race three because there's a stack of shorties and the punters could get back here. All right, so let's start with straight Aaron. Brilliant last start winner, back or sack? Back, back. Big back, back. back straight Aaron. Sure. Big sight for him if he comes up to Brisbane. Yep. I think he's got Group One, Group Two written all over him, straight Aaron. Yep. Race four, Fireburn, back for both of us. Yep. All right, here we go. This is the one we need your thoughts on. Race five, 1400 metres for the Phillies, set weights, penalties, Espiona, eighty, back or sack. Oh, mate, I, I, I get the sentiment behind Sack. I, I get it. My fingers. What have I said before on this podcast? Burnt to smithereens by Espiona. Drawing track, though, huge tick. She's just so much better than all these. J Mac on board. Oh, mate, she's got to win this race, or she is a. Uh, don't know if I'll, she'll ever see any of my hard earn ever again, Espiona. So I'm backing. I'd, I'd have to back at this stage. The thing is, it's like I'd have to – this might be a game-time decision if I see a massive market move or I do the form a bit more deeply to see if there's anything alternative, do more replay views. Because, you know, now that we're doing it on Wednesday, mate, we're running out of a bit of a time. Mm. But yeah, back at this stage, she's been running bloody well in good races. All right. I was keen on this horse in the TJ before they didn't accept. Thanks, Mark. Unum. Big parade. Back. Yeah. I think it's a back. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a back too. The thing is I'm really keen on a couple of others in this race as well at a bit of a price. I'm a big fan and mentioned him earlier when I backed him in the Golden Eagle at 100s and he finished last, Gemsong. Song. Mm. Big fan of this horse and he's back on the winning winner's list last start. If it does get into that good range, he is a huge chance in this race. Mm. Really brilliant. Um Really sharp turn of foot. The other one's Quantico. If it gets into the good range, he was I think six dollar second favorite in the new market. This horse, and you're getting ten bucks for him. So uh, John O'Shea's just been holding him back till he gets on deck. That's a bit more suitable. But Big Parade, awfully hard to beat. Yep. Uh, Jra plate. We didn't really have anything there. All age we touched on. I think that might be it. Yeah, I think that's it, mate. All right, what's your best of the day? Um, two leg multi, love that. Fire burn into straight Aaron. or well, straight Aaron is fire burn rather. That's my best of the day. Drifters, two leg multi to d- to defeat all other two leg multis. I'm just going to make yours fire burn because my straight iron. Okay, Done. let's do that. Easy. How about it? Hey, look at this sub thirty minute podcast. No fucking a night. yeah yeah well I must say we're going to go over the 30 minutes now but it's going to be worth it because mate I just want to say congratulations to you for having a brilliant autumn your autumn's been spectacular and I might say myself we've actually been able to tip out some winners this this autumn hey well done mate that's what we're here for yeah yeah because the content's (laughs) subpar um (laughs) Yeah, mate, it's been good. It's been good. I've had a few fill-ups. I would have traded most of those fill-ups for a fill-up last weekend though. Yes. But, uh, you know, you can't win them all. You can't. And I don't know. I just – I'm really excited for, you know, the upcoming period of racing in Adelaide. That's just going to be spectacular. Oh, it's going to blow my socks off, blow my headphones off. I don't think I'll be able to even listen to the podcast because I'll be – you know, just that excited yeah. by what's going to come up in Yornal- I mean, Adelaide. Um, <laughs> but short wait to the Winter Carnival in Brizzy, which we love. Yeah, I'd say about three to four weeks away. So we might have to take our focus away from Sydney and start looking at the Brisbane Form, which oh, will be exciting. We love Brisbane Form. We do. But thank you as always, Drifters. We'll see you next week. No Group 1 racing, but we'll probably still – yeah, I'll do a Kick little something, on. something. Maybe uh could do a horses to follow into the spring or something like that. Yeah, we could or I didn't get someone on. You know what? Let's decide that at another time. Let's take this offline. All right. Haru.